Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone speaking with you from another screen porch. Can you hear the birds chirping? Oh my goodness. I am in Chesterfield, Virginia with my sister and we're going to spend Thanksgiving together. We landed here after attending my nephew's wedding in Tennessee that I mentioned last week. A joy to witness the declaration of Isaac and Samantha's commitment of forevermore. Seeing our nephew Austin's wife, Sammy, walking down as a bridesmaid brought tears of joy. And on Tuesday, she had her chemo port removed. Thank you again, kind listeners and readers, for your prayers, the power of prayer. And thanks to those that reached back after last week's episode, Significance of Poppies on Veterans Day. May we never forget or take for granted our freedoms. We came across East Tennessee State Veterans Cemetery in Knoxville while driving around here and seeing the rows of the perfectly spaced, pristine white headstones serpentining through the hillsides bring sorrow for the fallen and their families. We honor you in gratitude. So six years ago, we were in Tennessee for Austin and Sammy's wedding, and we visited Lakeshore Park, which is a public park spanning 185 acres that sits along the Tennessee River in Knoxville with stunning views of the Smoky Mountains. And so we had to visit again because we had Jolie with us. Last time we were there with Ellie in tow. And it's so interesting because Jolie does not travel as well as Ellie, and I think it has to do with the trauma of her transport from Biloxi after being in that horrific kill shelter. While large portions of the park were blocked off for renovations, there was much to enjoy, such as the mature trees to admire. Their silhouettes against the cloudy sky are especially glorious. Kurt snagged a photo of me hugging a water oak, which is Quercus nigra, which thrives along rivers and streams and also on drier slopes. As you would guess, there are photos on the column post, and I'll put a link in the show notes. So today, I want to share a story of the blessings of late fall worthy of a revisit an update, and enhancements that starts like this. Hello, fellow readers and listeners. I am thankful for the dormant perennials with seed heads that feed our feathered friends, who will surely leave plenty to fall to the ground and germinate come spring, and marvel over the structure and bark of statuesque trees, more visible now as their dropped leaves decompose and nourish our dear earth for the next season of growth. I treasure the evergreens we can adorn with twinkly lights, the branches of holly, and other broadleaf evergreens to gather and garnish our window boxes, outdoor pots, and mantles, especially fallen branches you find along the road. (laughs) We spoke about holiday decorating with roadkill way back in episode 8 that brings a chuckle. I invite you to tune in if you haven't done so already. There's the dry hydrangea flowers, glossy long honey locust seed pods, Branches with berries and other garden leave-behinds add to the seasonal display. The late growing season then deep freeze before some plants went dormant may damper our dry flower pickings. But don't worry, plants are resilient and will bounce back come spring. I am grateful for the pumpkins to decorate that can be made into yummy pie or soup and toasted seeds for a salty snack. 
What fun to watch critters scurrying around, hoarding nuts in preparation for the winter months ahead, and the flocks of turkeys that seem to congregate in masses this time of year, perhaps taunting the fact that they will not be on the dinner table. Thank you, dear, for staying clear of my hollies during the fall-feeding frenzy with the aid of deer out, a natural, pleasant-smelling deer spray, and Jolie, who loves the chase, and Ellie, who once did. And I'm thankful for the surprises like the pre-Thanksgiving snow we had a handful of years back, bringing the kid out in me. It was the year after Mom passed away. The following day, the snow softened quickly, fitting for a snowman. I chuckled, imagining my turkey puppet could be the hat. But shoveling the early snow took precedence, as we had yet to mount the snowblower on the tractor. After digging out, I retrieved Tom the turkey from the fireplace. The tag was still on him from the day I bought him while visiting dear sis here in Virginia. The last Thanksgiving, Mom was at the table. As I situated the fuzzy fellow like a treetopper on the Norway spruce that once served as a Christmas tree, I tried to tuck the tag under his wing. I flipped and turned him every which way. Mom always left the tags on her stuffed animals, I suspect because she thought they should be given to a child some day. I yanked the tag, stuffed it in my pocket, and snagged a photo of my handsome tree topper, all the while feeling like a big kid. It would have made Mom smile. Growing up, Mom made a point of being sure Thanksgiving had our full attention separate from Christmas, a custom I continue. It's not until after Thanksgiving that we start to deck the halls, unlike in stores, on TV, and online, where holiday promotions begin well ahead of Halloween. Even before Christmas arrives, we often grow tired of it. We shouldn't rush things, although there's something to be said about being ahead of the game and planning. Maybe a balance of both, like most things, is what we should achieve, without living too much in the future that we lose out on today. It would make sense to adorn my cherished umbrella pine, Skyadopides verticulata, I just love saying the botanical name, with sparkly white lights before the temps drop and our fingers freeze. Don't leave lights on plants all year round, by the way, because they'll grow into the shrub or trees and that harms them. This brings me to a confession. I have yet to do a fall cleanup of my gardens. It's hard to get to my own after tending to my clients' gardens, which makes for a good excuse. The truth is I like the look of seed heads and some of the dry foliage through winter. Ornamental grasses, for example, are splendid dry. And cone flowers, echinacea, and black-eyed Susan, rebecca, have cute little seed heads. When frosted with snow, they become charming pom-poms in the garden. Estilbe is another favorite left standing. Its feather-like plumes look as beautiful dry as they do in bloom. Plus, leaving perennials standing provides nesting spots for beneficial bugs and other wildlife. But if there are plants you don't wish for volunteers, it is true, Rebecca has a nickname of Rude Becky for a reason. Toss seed heads where feathered friends can have a feast, or gather and share them with your two-footed friends to plant in their gardens. By the way, as you go about tidying your garden, and I will soon, I promise, take notes of plants to divide or move and garden areas to enhance come spring. And I often apply wilt-proof which is an anti-transparent on evergreens, especially broadleaf ones like rhododendrons and boxwood, to prevent damage from winter winds. After cutting back a few perennials that I prefer neaten for winter, I like to top-dress the garden with a few inches of leaf mold so the nutritional boost can permeate the soil over winter. And it'll serve as a mulch to prevent weeds come spring. See that? 
I can be ahead of the game, smiley face. Here's to giving thanks and sharing with others to help make the world a more beautiful place. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com You know, Thanksgiving is about giving thanks, but giving thanks is timeless, universal, and a practice for every day. And so, fellow readers and listeners, give thanks for the gift of life, of family and friends, those here and those who have passed on. Give thanks for the bounty of food and shelter and love and for the beauty and the lessons of nature. Yes, indeed. Oh, and by the way, enjoy the break from pulling weeds, deadheading, and other garden chores while dreaming and planning for the growing season ahead. Meanwhile, we'll have plenty to chat about while our plants are sleeping. So thanks so much for coming by and visiting with me on my sister's porch, which is not screened in, but quite lovely on this dead-end street in this lovely neighborhood in which she lives. I so enjoy our time together, and I hope you have as well. And if so, please share the podcast with a friend or two so more can join us and learn and grow in the garden of life. It means so much. Have a great day, and happy holiday, whatever you are celebrating. Celebrate life. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm